0: Ooh, we're going to turn that down quite a bit. There's not a lot of us in here. We talked a little bit about church history and the canon and um, all the difficulties, uh, the men who held true to the Word, what they had to endure, most of them martyred, and to what we have today in the Bible. So we're thankful for that. Um, and what we will be talking about today is, um, again, about the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, and who should study the Bible. Um, and this is uh, um, based on what I've kind of looked through in, in my, uh, my guide through Dr. John MacArthur. So who can study the Bible? If we say that we are studying any type of subject at any level, we become a student of that particular subject. So if we are to read the Bible, and try to understand it, what it is saying, then we need to be a student of the Bible. So that means that we're not only um, reading it, we're, in, we're absorbing it, we're making it understand what it's supposed to mean, not by our words, by what, what God says. And so how would we need to do that? Um, and I believe, again, John MacArthur has these five qualifications, and so that's what I'm basing this on. And the number one important qualification of studying or being a student of the Bible is, are you saved by faith in Jesus Christ? I think that's the most important um, qualification you could have in order for this to make sense. Now, as a non believer, I used to f- fiddle through this, you know, look through the pages, try to start reading it, and I'd open it up, read a few words, and oh, there's a football game on. And I'd leave. And it didn't mean much to me back then. It was a book that kind of sat on a shelf or in my parents' house on the, the, the coffee table, uh, open but never really used. So <clears throat> if you're saved, are you saved by faith in Jesus Christ? 1 Corinthians two, fourteen through 16 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them, because they, the things of the Spirit, are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Also have Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so they, that they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And there's nothing more that Satan wants to do, is to keep the blinders on people who do not believe. That makes him happy. Doesn't mean he's got all these people hanging behind him. He hates what God created, and that's man, and for them to come to Christ. So if the things of God are spiritually discerned, it is vital to have the Spirit inside us. We have all received the Holy Spirit if you have given your life to Christ. That means we understand the sacrifice God made for us through His Son so we could come back to Him. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And I like verse 13, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord. will be saved. If you've read Acts, and, and, and Peter had a great sermon there with them and how he convicted them all of who, what they were as the Jews who had crucified Christ on the cross. They were all feeling pretty heavy and, and low in their lives. And they asked, what must we do? What must we do? And all he said was believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized. Repent of your sins, and you'll be saved. That's simple and easy. Um, And most importantly, that's what will get us home. So that's number one. Are you saved by faith in Jesus Christ? Another qualification to be a student of the Bible. Are you hungering for God's word? Unfortunately, some people believe that once you are saved by God, you can now do whatever you choose i've often heard by those who claim to be saved i can do what i want i can't lose my salvation i'm certain jesus never said that in fact what he did say in luke 9 23 and he said to all if anyone would come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me but that doesn't sound like you can do what you want it's most important that we deny ourselves. that's a lot of pride and. In this world today, you can see it everywhere you go. Um, you can watch the news. You can step into a city council meeting. You can even go to school uh, where the elementary kids are going. And it's very prideful. All, all people want to sit on a throne, stand on a throne of their own and do what they want to do. Well, it's a little bit different when we um, when we step off of that throne and deny ourselves. Now We all know what taking up our cross daily means. That's something that we're prepared to do right that at any time we could we could lose our life that's what we're talking about when we're we're picking up our cross and also to follow him sharing what he shared with everybody else. second Corinthians 5:17 Paul said, if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old is passed away behold the new has come." Before any of us came to Jesus, we were an enemy, enemy of God and did what was evil in His eyes, and we didn't care. We only cared because we got caught in doing wrong and facing the consequences. As a new creation, we want to do what is right in God's eyes and not our own. First Peter 2, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocr- hypocrisy, and envy and all slander like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation a quality of a believer that will build a strong relationship that Jesus Christ is looking for in all that belong to him John 10:14 enjoy this verse he says i am the good shepherd i know my sheep and my sheep know me. So if we're striving for the in hungering for God's word, he's going to know us even more because we'll know what his words mean and what they're talking to us about. We want to we want to sharpen ourselves with his word as we continue to study it out. And we're not always going to be stuck on that milk, right? Babies don't drink milk from 0 to 18, well maybe some do, but they're not really growing And we don't want to stay stuck in the Word. We don't want to just take bits and pieces. We want to take big chunks and start to eat the real meat of what the Word is telling us. That way we can grow and we can strive for what God is asking us to do, and that's share His Word and give Him the glory. All right, three, are you searching God's Word with diligence? We as believers should study the Bible with diligence, so when anyone teaches on the Bible, you're able to compare it to Scripture. That is what the Bereans did in the first century. Acts 17, 11. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Now if you ever in a, in a church and a pastor is preaching and he doesn't have a Bible with him, You might want to pay attention to hear what he has to say. We always want to match it up to Scripture what God said to us in His Word, whether Old Testament or New. Are you seeking holiness? That's number, what is that, four. Are you seeking holiness? This is not easy to do on our own. It is so important that we surround ourselves with like-minded people. Proverbs tells us that iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. We can also feel comfortable, with, excuse me, we can also feel comforted by the fact that we are all in this together. Lean on each other when times get difficult. Bear one another's burdens. That's Galatians 6, 2. And pray for one another. We are commanded by Jesus to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you but we sometimes forget to pray for each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ, unless we hear of some difficult times for them. So let's keep that in mind, that in this world, we might have brothers and sisters. Well, in fact, in Israel right now, we should be praying for them. There's Christians um, all over this world that that need prayer. We need to keep them in mind. 1 Peter 1, 14, 16. As obedient children... Do not be conformed to the former lusts, which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, But is it because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. So we're set apart, and that's something we didn't do. God did all of that. Are you Spirit-filled? 1 Corinthians 6.19 Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. So we should take care of our our bodies. This passage of Scripture is referring to remaining pure sexually with your body, but it applies to what I am talking about. The Holy Spirit never leaves us as we as believers are indwelt with Him. So when we decided to uh, change our lifestyle, Give our lives up to Christ. He indwelt us with the Holy Spirit. And so now he dwells inside of us. We're a temple. We're all people. Uh, we're all temple of God for for uh, his sake and not for our own. So what we need to do is remain pure, not only sexually, but in everything that we do. And um, I would also say that when we are filled with the Spirit, we even actually get more from God, like if we're ever speaking to people and talking about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, he'll even give us the words to speak. Do you remember him telling that to the, to the apostles? Do not worry. In fact, I have that right here. John fourteen twenty six. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you, your remembrance, all that I said to you. And so even though we, we don't have Jesus Christ with us and teaching us, He gave us His Word so we can read this daily and study it out and making sure that um, if we're sharing it with others, that we're praying in order for the Spirit to fill us, to, to bring it all to memory so we can we have that help. Bring this Bible with you. Bring your Bible with you. I'm sure, Rebecca, you have a Bible that you use when you're out on missions and taking care of uh, God's children out there uh, wherever you're at. Matthew 10.20, For it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. So what do we do with our time? You know, if we're, we're supposed to be out um, sharing the Word, and if we're students of God's Bible and His Word, we're studying it out, what are we doing with our time? Are we incorporating some of our time teaching others who do not know about the Lord, or allowing the Holy Spirit to use us in bringing people to Christ? Our days, I know, are filled with work, taking care of pets, exercising, relaxation. But how much time do we spend with with uh, with God for our own sake? Setting time, setting aside time for God seems weird to say. As My legalistic mind sometimes takes over. But depending on what we do, I suppose the Internet has made it easy to listen to sermons while we're on the go, read a portion of Scripture on your breaks at at work using a Bible app on your phone, or simply talking with a brother or a sister about godly things as you drive down the road. Too often we choose other avenues to occupy our free time. The Holy Spirit helps us to stay away from practicing sinful ways. Whether you are a believer or not, we will all be tested by our deceitful heart. As believers, we know we are incapable of fighting this off. The following steps will lead us into failure. And as John Paul has been teaching us in James, you'll you'll um, familiarize yourself with these um these this scripture here, James one fourteen. Each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then, when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Now, in Romans 6:23, for the wages of sin is death. It is best to notice the test we fall into. And go immediately into prayer. So there's three steps, right? We find that we're in a test. Or a trial, whatever you want to say. If it, it's it's important that we we go into prayer. We have to trust that we pray as we pray. God is hearing us. Now we may not get out of that trial right away, but it's on God's timing. He's just maybe purifying us, refining us through through trials. <clears throat> and as I said, He has a purpose for the trial, and we endure that with gladness and glorify Him. Can you think of anyone? In the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, who went through a trial in their lifetime? I'm sorry? Job. Job, the biggest one, right? Joseph. Joseph went through a couple of them, didn't he? Quite a few. Paul? Daniel. Mm -hmm. But the one thing they all did was pray. And in God's timing, you know, they, got all through, they got through all their trials and gave God glory. I really enjoy um, the, the stories of Daniel and, and his faithfulness. And from the, the time that he, he was taken into Babylon, whether he was choosing to just eat vegetables and, and veggies um, and choosing not to eat the king's food, always praying regardless of what people were saying to him, It's a faithful man. I also think about even though um, Abraham's story is um, a little bit short compared to Job's, he still he still uh, survived through his trials. Uh, the fact that he was told that he was going to have a nation, and even though he was 99 years old, I think at the time or 90 when he was told, and the fact that then once he has a child, that young son of his was was marching up with the wood on his back. He sacrificed, yet he trusted God. The Holy Spirit helps to guide us on our path with God. We may think that this world is the worst it has ever been, but when we read the the Old Testament, so much of this has taken place already. The men's study that we've been doing on Thursday night has discussed um, the issues of taking sides and what is happening, not only in our country, but currently in Israel. It's so easy to do and speak our mind, but I'm reminded of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. I'm reminded in Ephesians of Ephesians 1, 3, 5. Uh, talks a lot about, well, I'll just read it. Blessed be God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the kind intentions of His will. That's huge. It's nothing we did, Nothing we were ever going to do, but in before the foundations of the world, He chose us to be His children. That is, that is certainly one of the biggest blessings we could ever hold on to. When times get tough, I really believe that we, we, we need to look up, strengthen our relationship for, uh, vertically before we can look horizontally to anything else. Because he's the reason we're even going to be home. If we believe, if we believe, this world is not our our place. But he says to us our citizenship is in heaven. So we gotta hold on to those truths and hold on to those promises. Before we were born, God knew he would call us to himself, and we would become heirs of the kingdom, not because of who we were or what we did. It was all done by his son, our Lord, I like to use Adonai. The name above all names, Jesus Jesus Christ. Remember the story of the man on the cross. That was one of my favorite stories. It's in Luke, right, as they were um, on the cross. And uh, so it's in uh, Luke 23, verses 32. And I'll read in, until we... I, I'm sure you know what I'm going to be talking about here. Two others... Also, who were criminals, were being led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right, the other on the left. Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on, And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, that this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now there were also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him saying are you not the christ save yourself and us but the other answered and rebuking him said do you not even fear god since you are under the same sentence and of condemnation and we indeed are suffering justly for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds but this man has done nothing wrong and he was saying jesus Remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. So that tells us a lot in that story, that there's nothing that we need to do. There's no works that that young man on the cross who was hanging there could do to save himself, but to believe in Jesus Christ. I think that's uh, pretty much the nail on the head, right? We can't do anything else. All we need to do is believe. And it's free. It's free. I know that I grew up in a in a home where they believed in works, not just not just faith. But I quickly learned through a good friend about Jesus Christ. It took me a while for that to sink in. And uh, I'm so thankful that what I learned from uh, people at um, Laramie Valley Chapel who gave me my first MacArthur Bible, um, Pastor Paul Martin, that uh, taught me that, that it was nothing I needed to do. It was just to trust in Jesus Christ and accept Him into my life. So I pray for, for any of you who, who don't know that, that Jesus is, uh, is the way. Uh, read in Acts, about again, about Peter's um, sermon. Uh, read John, uh, any of the Gospels, and how simple it was. He, do we remember the story about Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee? He spoke, and he spoke to Jesus at night where he wasn't caught, but he found out the truth. And I wouldn't be surprised if Nicodemus would be there with us when we go home. Yeah. He had he sold it all out. Like so many other religions, if you come to Jesus Christ, whether you're a Mormon, whether you're a Muslim, for sure, those two those two national or those two um, religions will definitely leave you all all alone. But is it worth it? We. Um, Pastor Martin has a son that teaches or preaches in um, Cologne, Germany. Did I say that right? I knew I could get it right from you there, mister. Uh, Anyway, he teaches there in Germany, um, and and a lot of different nationalities come into his church, and uh, a young Muslim came in, heard the, the good news of Jesus Christ and gave his life. He went home. To his family to talk about what had happened to him and how he was um, willing to give it all up and shared with his family. And while we know what happened, they, they all uh, they all let him go, said that, you know, you're no longer part of this family, you're on your own. And that was too heavy for him. The burden was too heavy, and he ended up going back. I wish I could remember his name. I kept his name in my Bible for a long time. We must have changed the Bibles, and um, um, but God knows who he is, and we will just pray for him. It's, it's so important to uh, hold on to what we know. I know we get uh, the burden gets heavy at times. Um, the trials come. The the uh, emptiness is there, uh, but always look to to the Lord for, for strength. He gives us strength. He gives us wisdom. He gives us uh, power, knowledge. He gives us everything we need. You think about in Galatians when he talks about the um, mm, a sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, all of that. The armor of God. We need that, and we don't put it on every day. We have it on. Just got to remind ourselves that we have that strength from God. And it's not from ourselves, but from God alone. Well, that's all I have tonight. So let's pray and, and then we can have some fellowship tonight and share. Unless someone has a question or maybe want to share their testimony. Uh, no? Yes? How many yes. of you know that little course? The song of the says, With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander. Man. First, let us I were, and I hated my life, and I How many of you that will course? It's a couple here, all right. I assume that are here,